What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode number 111, 111. I am your host, James Murphy, a.k.a. Murph. And in this episode, we are literally going to be talking Patriots. Your New England Patriots will be the topic of discussion all episode today. I know there's stuff going on with the Celtics and the Bruins and this and that. But the Patriots play tonight on Monday night, and it's going to be an absolutely spectacular game today as they face the Buffalo Bills with so much riding on the line, more than we ever had thought, more than likely, at least more than I ever had thought, because I thought the Buffalo Bills would probably run away with the division and, I don't want to say the conference, but at least run away with the division to the point where this is a meaningful game for the Patriots, but a meaningful game for them to help elevate themselves. <clears throat> excuse me, elevate themselves in the playoff picture, not to contend for the number one seed in the AFC. Oh, which, by the way, they currently are the number one seed in the AFC picture. They're not the number one team in the AFC East. They're not the AFC East leading team, although they are. But they are the conference, well, I don't want to say champions because they're not the conference champions. I'm getting way too ahead of myself. They are number one seed in the AFC. If the season was to end right now, right, right, right now, Patriots would have the number one seed. They would have a bye, and you wouldn't see them to the divisional round. Whoa. Now, obviously, if the Ravens lost last week to the Browns, that would have been the case going into this week. With the Ravens losing to the Steelers last night on Sunday night football. Actually, it was a 4 o'clock game, quite frankly. It wasn't even Sunday night. It was just a 4 o'clock game. With that loss to the Steelers, the Ravens go all the way from 1 to 3. Patriots move up from 2 to 1. Titans go from 3 to 2. Everything else kind of muddles the same. But yeah, it has been absolutely crazy ride here in New England, in the uh, New England region. I'm so excited to talk Patriots today. I know I didn't talk anything about the Patriots on Friday's episode. I usually do, but that's because they usually play on Sunday. With them playing tonight being Monday, this is the time to talk about them. So I have no idea how long this episode will be. Couldn't tell you. It could be 30 minutes. It could be an hour and 30 minutes. Somewhere in between. But we are going to talk about Patriots football. I'm not going to recap the scores across the NFL. I usually do that on Monday as you know we come back from the weekend with football and such. I usually do that. But not today. Not today. Because we have Patriots football to discuss. But before we get into that, I do want to say thank you so much for downloading, listening, and enjoying today's episode. I greatly appreciate your love and support with the podcast. If you're listening on audio-only platforms, like I said, thank you so much for downloading, listening, and enjoying. And if you're listening to today's episode on YouTube, thank you so much for clicking on the video, liking the video if you enjoyed today's episode, commenting your thoughts and opinions down in the comment section below. And if you're new to the channel or haven't considered subscribing yet, please hit that giant red subscribe button as I would greatly appreciate that as it'd be a great way for you to show your love and support to the channel. With all the nitty gritty out of the way, let me just quickly recap the AFC current picture to show you how crucial tonight's game is. Patriots, number one seed, eight and four. Titans, number two. 8-4. Eight and four. Ravens, number three, eight and four. Kansas City Chiefs, n- number four, 
Yeah, wait, yeah. Number four, Kansas City Chiefs, eight and four. There's so many fours. Number five, Buffalo Bills, seven and four. Los Angeles Chargers, they're sixth, seven and five. And the Cincinnati Bengals, they're seventh at seven and five as well. And I know this is updated because as the Patriots number one, and going into week 13, they were number three. So I know this is accurate and updated. But look at what we have here. And then, oh, just for better context, Steelers, they're the eighth seed, 6-5-1. and one. The Colts are the ninth seed, 7-6. and six. Raiders are the tenth seed, 6-6. Six and six. Browns, 6-6. Six and six. Broncos, 6-6. Six and, six. and then the Dolphins coming out of nowhere at 6-7. and seven. It's a fairly close, jam-packed conference, right? I mean, you have four teams that are uh, five teams that have four losses. Four of them have eight wins as of now. Chargers, Bengals, they're both seven and five. Colts are seven and six. Steelers six five and one. Raiders six and six. Browns six and six. Broncos six and six. And then you got the Dolphins six and seven, right up behind everyone's keister. This is a tight, tight conference very tight conference and that is why this game is so important tonight because if the Patriots are able to win and elevate themselves to nine and four they would have a game up on the Bills they would also improve their AFC conference record because alongside your win-loss record in terms of tiebreakers it goes head-to-head matchups and then it also goes according to your record against your conference. So obviously AFC teams, you'll look at your AFC conference. NFC teams, the same. They'll look at the NFC record. So the Patriots record against the Buccaneers, Cowboys, Falcons, all the NFC teams they face this year, not going to matter in terms of tiebreakers because it goes by record, head-to-head tiebreaker, and then AFC conference, or like I said, your conference record. But look at how close this conference is right now. That this whole weekend, I mentioned on Friday, this whole weekend was extremely crucial for a lot of games. I mean, the Chargers and the Bengals were playing. The Chiefs and the Broncos were playing each other. The Ravens and Steelers were playing each other. That's just in the AFC. Then on top of that, the Bills and the Patriots are playing each other. So much was on the line across the board. And the Patriots have a real legitimate shot to go to 9-4 and four put themselves up a whole game above the competition as they head into their bye week, which is fairly soon. Uh, their bye week. Is their bye week this week? Or I guess you say the week after. Yeah, it is the following this Monday night game. They'll be on their bye week, and we won't see them until the, 20, uh, until the 18th against the Colts on Saturday night. Okay, so that's fair. And then meanwhile, they're on their bye week. They can rest up for the late push. And then they'll have, what, four games left, right? One, two, three, four games left. And then if they do get the number one seed, they'll have another bye week. But do we want this bye week to disrupt the momentum? Obviously, the bye week coming up after this Bills game is going to be very crucial for them to rest, heal up, and get ready for that end-of-the-season push. I'd rather have the bye week towards the back half of the season than in, like, the first couple weeks. But honestly, right now, I don't want the Patriots to have a bye week. And I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. But they're on a roll right now. Six in a row. They are on an absolute tear. No one saw this coming. And I don't even think the Buffalo Bills saw this coming. A lot of people, myself included, picked the Buffalo Bills to win the division, get to the Super Bowl. 
I didn't pick them to win the Super Bowl, but I got had them there in the Super Bowl. But the Patriots are putting a poison in their potion. They're putting a poison in their potion this year. Because Tom Brady's gone. Patriots sucked last year with Cam Newton. Patriots drafted a rookie quarterback. The team went over uh, through a complete overhaul. And the Buffalo Bills were on the verge of the uh, Super Bowl last year. With their franchise quarterback, a stud wide receiver, a great defense, a shutdown corner, a good O-line, a great D-line. And now they're currently sitting at the number five seed. And they're currently sitting a whole game behind the Patriots. So I posed a question to you. Who needs this win more? Do the New England Patriots need this win more tonight? Or do the Buffalo Bills need this win more? Now, this has been a topic of conversation I've heard all week and all weekend on the radio. Who needs this win more? Now, obviously, you're probably going to think to yourself, oh, duh, the Patriots do, right? I mean, they need to beat their division opponent. They need to keep up and keep this momentum rolling. And you're not wrong. But to be honest, the way I see it, I think Buffalo needs this win more. Because if Buffalo loses this game, they will go to 7-5. and five. They still have to play the Bucks, and they're going to play the Patriots again. So 7-5, and five, if they lose... They, I don't know if they, you know, I'm going to assume that Bucks game's a loss. Well, let's, let's do this. I'm going to assume the Bucks or the other Patriots game, one of those games will be a loss. So that's going to be six losses. They will need 11 wins to get in. Now, 11 wins could probably get them to division. Where in the division is it going to, uh, in the conference, will that put you? But if they do lose tonight... And they do lose another one of those games, whether it's the other Patriots game or the Bucks game. That's going to put them at uh, six losses, right? Does that still get them in? Now, what if they lose tonight, lose the Bucks game, and then say maybe they lose the other Patriots game? That's seven losses. Does that even get them in the playoffs at that point? Does any team with seven losses get into the playoffs? I don't think so. I just think because the Patriots are eight and four, Titans eight and four, Ravens eight and four, Chiefs eight and four, Bills seven and four right now, Chargers seven and five, Bengals seven and five, Steelers six five and one, Colts seven and six, Raiders six and six, Browns six and six, Broncos six and six. And then yeah, I know the Dolphins are six and seven, but they have to win out. Let's be honest, they have to win out in order to get in. But if any team has seven losses, are they going to get in? I don't know. I don't think so. I really don't think so. The way that this conference has shaped up. That's why, I, like I said, one of those two bucks with that second Patriots game is going to be a loss for the Bills. I think that puts them at seven and five. They win tonight. That's eight and five. I think you know a lot of these teams can get in with six losses because I don't see the Chargers and the Bengals winning out. I don't see that happening, but I see both of them getting into the playoffs. I can see the Bills getting into the playoffs with six losses, you know, tonight or the other Patriots game and then that Bucks game. I can still see them making the playoffs with six losses. The Chiefs are currently 8 and 4. Are, could they run the table, you know, for the rest of their season maybe? Ravens, I mean, we saw how you know, exposed they looked last night against the Steelers and almost the week before against the Browns. 
Titans, they're, comp they're a shipwreck right now. They're completely unhealthy, but they will get healthy soon, with the exception of Derrick Henry. And then you have the Patriots, who in by no means is going to run the table themselves. They got the Bills, they got the Colts, they got the Bills again, the Jags, and the Dolphins. So the Patriots could win out. They absolutely could. I don't see it happening. I think that they will lose one of these two games to the Bills. I don't think they'll lose to the Colts, but they could. I mean, anything's possible, right? So going back to my original proposed question, who needs this win more? The Patriots are 8-4. and four. The Bills are 7-4. and four. Patriots still have their bye week coming up. Bills already had it. So technically, the Patriots are up a half a game. If the Patriots lose, they go to 8-5 and five going into their bye week. Yeah, they'll drop down to the 5 seed because they're not going to have the, conf, uh, the division lead anymore. But they're still in the thick of things. They're still in the thick of things. And on top of that, nobody, nobody expected them to be the number one seed. I don't think anybody expected them to win the division let alone the number one seed. But people expected this from the Bills. People expected this from Buffalo to be the AFC East division winner, to be the number one seed in the AFC going into the playoffs. They expected that from the Bills, not from the Patriots. That's why this game is so much more important to the Bills because if they lose this game and then they lose it to one of the the Bucks or the other Patriots game, it's going to make their season very, very difficult. Very difficult. Because if they do lose tonight, and then they do lose that game against the Patriots, well, that locks up the division for New England. It locks it right up. And would you consider that season a disappointment for Buffalo, even if you're able to make the playoffs, beating the Bucks and whatever's else on your schedule? I would still consider it a disappointment. And imagine how those Bills will feel that Tom Brady, after 20 years, is finally out of New England. You guys sucked with Cam Newton. You guys were supposed to suck for a little bit longer. We knew you were going to turn the ship around, but you were supposed to suck for a little bit longer. Give us our reign in the division. Give us our reign in the conference. Well, you had one year. You had one year to take advantage of a shitty Patriots team. And that was last year. And you took advantage of it, making it to the AFC conference game. You took advantage of it. But now, but now the Patriots are back. Now, I'm not going to say, oh, we're back, baby. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. They're playing very well. They're playing exceptional football. Much better than anybody expected. But if this is the Patriots moving forward, this kind of a team, throwing a couple additional pieces maybe over the offseason, a couple extra draft picks over the offseason. They'll be better than they'll be better this than excuse me. They'll be better next year than this year. That's a huge tongue twister. They'll be better next year than they were this year. You throw in a couple signings, maybe a couple trades here and there, and some draft picks. The Bills? Yeah, they can get better. But they're already supposed to be so good. The Bills are supposed to be so good already. And after one year, the Patriots are posed to be better than the Bills. That is why tonight's game is so much more crucial for Buffalo. Because if the Patriots lose this game, I feel like they can afford to lose this game. 
But can the Bills afford to lose this game? All things considered, I don't think so. Now, obviously, I'm not trying to say that and say, oh, I want the Patriots to lose. Oh, you know, let them lose. I'm not trying to say that. And I know you guys don't think that, but I to clear the air. Got to clear the air because I know people are going to think that I'm. that's what I'm saying, but I'm not. When it comes down to it, Bills need to win this game. When it comes down to it, the Patriots want to win this game. They want to win this game to stay the number one seed going into their bye week. They want to stay the number one seed going into the remaining four games of their season. They want to beat the Bills to push them further down in the conference and in the division. They want to win this game so they can you know, reclaim their superiority in the division and also strive to reclaim their superiority in the conference. But the Bills need to win this game for all those reasons. So the Patriots don't push them down. So the Bills can still claim that AFC East title. So they can still have hopes at the number one seed. And so they can make their playoff push. But now the Patriots are good again after one season off. And the Bills, after all that year, all those years of sucking and being abysmal and being taken advantage of by the Patriots, they got good again. And they probably expected the Patriots to suck for a handful of seasons, including last year. But credit to Bill Belichick and the Patriots players. They were able to turn the ship around and be competitive once again. Very fast. Very fast. Bills need to win this game. Patriots want to win this game. I honestly think that tonight's game is going to be a fantastic game between the two of them. Two AFC heavyweights. AFC East heavyweights. I'm looking forward to this game. And I really, really think that it's... I don't want to say it's a coin flip. But I'm also not leaning one way or another. I mean, I guess it's more of a coin flip than, you know, say like 60, 40, one team or the other. I just want a good game. That's all. I just want a good game at the end of the day. If the Patriots are going to win, fantastic. Prove to me. Show to me. And show us. And prove to us. And when I say us, I mean the media. That you deserve to be the AFC East Division champions after tonight's game. Show us and prove to us. That you deserve to be the number one seed. Don't just win because of a fluke. I mean, hey, I'll take the win because it's a fluke win. I'll take it because, you know, it'll move us up to 9-4 and four and to drop the Bills to 7-5. and five, I'll take it. But also, on the other hand, don't lose this game and look like ass cheeks. Don't get torched 41-6. to six. Don't lose because dumb plays. Don't let the defense lose the game. Or don't let Mac Jones look ugly throwing five interceptions, right? If you're going to lose... At least let it be a good game. 24-21. 28-25. I don't know. Something like that. Let it be a really, really good game. And I think that's what we're going to get tonight. I think we're going to get a fantastic game, both offensively and defensively. I think the Bills are going to try to give you everything they have. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Do I see the Patriots winning? Yes. Do I see the Bills winning? Unfortunately, yes. But if I had to pick, if I had to absolutely pick one right now, oh man, Bills are, Bills are, I don't want to say struggling, but they're not playing their best football. They've had some ugly losses, some bad losses. 
I feel like they should have a lot of momentum because of what the Patriots are doing. They should think to themselves, that should be us, number one. That should be us in the division. But the Patriots are on a six-game winning streak. Their defense is number one. Their offense is cooking. Mac Jones, their rookie quarterback, is balling out of his mind right now. Who do I think is going to win? If this game was in New England, I would probably say hands down the Patriots. But with this game in Buffalo, I'm so uneven or uneasy about who I want to pick for this game. Because like I said, I see the Patriots and I see the Bills both winning this game. While I while I mull on it a little bit longer, reach out to me via social media at Merce Cartown or comment down in the comment section below if you're listening to this on YouTube. Let me know who you think is going to win, the New England Patriots or the Buffalo Bills. Because I'm torn right now. Bills have home field advantage. A lot's on the line for both teams. I see both teams winning. Like I've already mentioned you know how the Patriots or why I think the Patriots and why I think the Bills could win. But you heard my thoughts. And before I formally make a prediction, write down your thoughts, whether you're reaching out to me on social media or leaving it in the comment section below. Pause this episode and tell me who you think is going to win. The Buffalo Bills or the New England Patriots? I'll give you a couple seconds to type it up if you don't want to pause. And back to today's program. LOL, I'm so funny. I am so funny. I just... The Patriots offense has been super hot past few games. 36 against the Titans, 25 against the Falcons, 45 against the Browns, 24 Panthers, 27 Chargers, 54 Jets. Defense has been really good too, and defense travels. But the Patriots are going to have to stop the Bills' great passing attack, which I don't know if they can do. If the offense for the Patriots can show up and put up points against this Buffalo defense... I think the Patriots will win. That's a big caveat, obviously. I guess I'm beating around the bush. Who am I picking? Patriots or Bills? I'm going to pick to win this Week 13 Monday Night Football matchup between the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills in Orchard Park, New York. I am picking the New England Patriots. I'm trying not to be biased here. I'm really not trying to be biased, and you probably think I'm being biased. I've said on this podcast four months going on almost a year now that this is an unbiased podcast and I try to stay true to that I really really do and I'd like to think that you think that as well I'm not just picking the Patriots because they're the hometown team I'm not just picking them because I love the Patriots I've given you my reasons and my thoughts on why I think the Patriots could win and why the Buffalo Bills could win I just happen to like the Patriots a lot better. I don't want to say a lot better. Clearly not a lot better. I just like the Patriots better. I mentioned it's a coin flip. It's a toss-up. It could go either way. I could see it going either way. I think it could go either way. Now, I'm saying the Patriots, but I won't be surprised if the Bills win. You know, I could have said the Bills, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots win. But all things considered, with how hot the Patriots' offense and defense have been, with how struggling-ish the Buffalo Bills have been, I just think momentum favors New England right now. History favors New England, clearly. And that's why I'm picking the Patriots to win. Now, I could be totally wrong, and that's okay. That's okay. I'll sit here on Friday and talk about it. 
how wrong I was or how right I was, all while we take a look at week 14 across the league. I just want a good game at the end of the day. I want There's going to be a really good test for the Patriots. There's going to be a really, really good test for the Patriots, and I want them to be able to ball, play good football, and just show up. Because if they don't show up, oh, it's going to be so bad if they don't show up. But I think they will. I think Belichick will have that team right. Your team captains will have that team right. Your veterans will be ready. I think Mac Jones, being a rookie, will be ready to go. I really do. And I'm very, very excited for tonight's game. I cannot wait to watch it. But my official prediction is the New England Patriots for all the reasons I've said. For every single reason why I've said, I think the New England Patriots will win. And we're not done talking about Patriots Bills. We are not done talking about that. Real quick, let's just go over some notable injuries for the uh, Patriots injury report. Obviously, for the Buffalo Bills, we know Tredavious White isn't playing. Towards ACL, and that is a huge loss for them. That is a huge, huge loss. One of, if not the best cornerbacks in all of football. I'd say top three right now. Yeah, I would say top three in all of football. And for this game tonight, I don't think the Buffalo Bills should need Tredavious White to win if they want to win because the Patriots don't have a number one receiver. I mean, I guess you could point to Jacoby Myers being the number one receiver. But they shouldn't need Tredavious White to lock up Jacoby Myers. So... As great it is to have someone like Tredavious White, the Buffalo Bills shouldn't need him to beat the Patriots tonight. But it is a big blow nonetheless. We have for questionable David Andrews, Christian Barmore, Jawan Bentley, Brandon Bolden, Trent Brown, Nick Folk, Gunnar Oshleski, and Ronnie Perkins. All questionable for tonight's game. My intel tells me that they all will go except Ronnie Perkins. I think he'll be a scratch as he has been all season. I'm guessing David Andrews is going to be good to go. Barmore, Bentley, some two studs on defense. Then you got Bolden coming out of the backfield, who has really filled in surprisingly well for James White this year. I've sat here and said I don't want Brandon Bolden being that James White guy, but he has been, and he's been doing very well in that role. I must say he is not James White, but he's doing very, very well. Trent Brown has been a staple on that right side, on that offensive line. We're going to need him tonight because, like I mentioned earlier, the Buffalo Bills have a really good front four. Nick Folk, I believe, um, I have him in fantasy. Injury report was he's dealing with a little knee issue, but shouldn't hold him back. He should be fine. Good to go. And Gunnar Oshleski, the return man, he did leave. Was it last week's game he left with an ankle injury? So I guess that's still troubling him. So I guess, you know, he could be a legitimate question mark for tonight's game. Obviously, we want to see Gunnar out there returning kicks and such. But we don't want to force that ankle if it's truly a problem. But that is the injury report for the Patriots going into tonight's game. And there is one report, an article I should say, written by Mike Reese, ESPN staff writer for the New England Patriots, that I do want to talk about. And it headlines, Thunder and Thunder, Patriots running backs Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, a powerful duo. I want to go into this. I'm not going to read the whole article. It's actually kind of long. But I do want to read it and give you my thoughts about it. With few exceptions over Bill Belichick's 22 years as coach of the New England Patriots, he hasn't relied on a lead back. I guess some of those exceptions, I don't want to say Corey Dillon because it was still a pass-happy offense. 2019 when they beat the, uh, I guess 2018 technically, when they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl that season, 
that playoff push, they relied on the running game. Uh, it's really, I mean, I guess early in, in Brady's career, but they didn't really have a good lead back. Anyways, Belichick's committee approach has often frustrated fantasy football managers, and as championships are soon to be decided, it's happening again in 2021. But in real-life football, the two-is-better-than-one approach has been a catalyst for the Patriots' six-game winning streak as they enter Monday night's road game against the Buffalo Bills. Where's my mouse? Here it is. The past two games, in particular, have been telling. Damian Harris has started, then on the second series, rookie Ramondre Stevenson enters the game. Harris takes over on the next series, then Stevenson. It's been a true series-by-series rotation. Harris finishing with 47 snaps played and Stevenson 42. Quote, it's one of the best one-two punches in the league, starting right tackle Trent Brown said. Quote, both of these guys run tough, run hard, and they make us look good up front. They also helped rookie quarterback Mac Jones stay out of harm's way, which has helped him grow. An added bonus, a productive running game sets up play-action passing opportunities where Jones has been lethal at times. The 5'11", 213-pound Harris, a 2019 third-round pick from Alabama, leads the Patriots with 154 carries for 643 yards, averaging 4.2 yards per carry, and 8 touchdowns. The 6'226-pound Stevenson, a 2021 fourth-round pick from Oklahoma, has 76 carries for 351 yards, averaging 4.6 yards a carry and 3 touchdowns. Quote, they're tremendous. Mondre has come on, especially the past few games. Damian has been very consistent, but they just balance each other out really well, veteran tight end Hunter Henry said. Quote, they're both big. They're both, they both have great vision, cuts, speed. They have everything you want. They're catching the ball out of the backfield, too. It's fun to block for those guys like that because they make our job a little bit easier. And quote, I don't know who said that. I'm assuming Hunter Henry. Harrison Stevenson paired with, quote, passing back Brandon Bolden, who usually enters on third down. Bolden has filled the void created by veterans James White's season-ending injury on October 17th. Quote, we have confidence in all our backs. They've all been productive, Belichick said. ESPN Monday Night Football analyst Luis Riddick sees all three contributing in different ways. Quote, Harris sets the tone as a runner with his physicality. Bolden is is the one they seem to trust in the passing game as far as protection and consistency as a blocker. And Stevenson is the guy who is the most talented by far that will be better than both of the other two as a runner and receiver, Riddick said. Stevenson has every tool you are looking for, size, speed, agility, hands. He is still ascending and will play a bigger and bigger and bigger role as time goes on. And the, the article keeps going and going and going. But I want to mention... That nobody, I don't think anybody saw the Patriots running backs having such an impact on the season. Now, during preseason, we had Bolden, we had White, Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, J.J. Taylor, and Sony Michelle, who had a fantastic game last night for the Los Angeles Rams. Or was it yesterday? It was last night. It was like a 4 o'clock game. We had those six running backs. We chose to trade away Sony Michelle, leaving us with Taylor, White, Bolden, Stevenson, Harris. I, which I loved. I love that running back group. I love that group of guys. I think trading Sony Michelle was the right move. Then James White gets injured. Damian Harris is struggling out of the gate. Your running game is looking awful. Mac Jones wasn't passing the ball all that well at that time. But now, 
the Patriots running back room is making a serious impact for the Patriots come game day. J.J. Taylor hasn't really done anything in his limited snaps that he's been in. I, I can't see why Belichick would throw him in there when Harris is playing so well, Stevenson's playing well, and Bolden's been contributing far beyond anyone's expectations. But the running back combos across the league, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson ranked fourth with 11 total rushing touchdowns behind Taylor and Hines for Indianapolis, James Conner and Chase Edmonds in Arizona, Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan in Cincinnati, and then you have Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson with 11, followed by Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who also have 11. So tied for fourth. That's a really good, uh, you know, cluster of backs that you have right there. And to see your two guys right in the thick of things is very nice. It is very nice to see them right. And that's entering week 13. That's not after, you know, Sunday's games. That's entering week 13, so I don't, I don't know where everything else stands. I mean, Jonathan Taylor gets like a, four touchdowns a game, so that probably went up. And then you throw in Brandon Bolden, who's been very good as a pass-catching back out of the backfield, filling in for James White. And I've said, you know, a couple weeks after it happened, after James White went down for that whole season, I said that I don't want Brandon Bolden doing this the whole season. I don't think he should be. Bring in Todd Gurley, bring in somebody else, because Brandon Bolden's a good plug-and-play guy, but he's not someone to rely on. And boy, have I been wrong with that. Because he has been someone to rely on in the passing game, blocking, third down, short, you know, line-to-gain situations. He's been good. He's been good. I'll have to be honest. He's been good. I've been wrong. Harris, Stevenson, Bolden. All three of them combined have been a pleasant Pleasant surprise. We had high expectations for Damian Harris going into the season based off of what he did last year. So I don't want to say this is something we expected, but considering the start of the season that he had, how miserable it was, how slow he was to kind of get going, I'll take it. I will absolutely take the production and what we're getting from Damian Harris right now. And then you throw in Ramondre Stevenson, and then you throw in what you're getting from Brandon Bolden, both who probably didn't expect to contribute as much or nearly as much as they currently are right now. And I think those three are a huge reason why the Patriots are on a six-game winning streak, and they're also eight and four number one seed in the AFC. Obviously, Mac Jones and the play in the, you know, you know, the t- the touchdown catching from Hunter Henry, the offensive line, the defense, those three running backs are just another reason why the Patriots are playing so well. And I think those three will have a huge impact on tonight's game for the New England Patriots because if you're going to beat the Buffalo Bills, you have to be able to run the ball. You have to be able to run the ball. It'll set up the play action like Mike Reese said in the article that running the ball sets up great play action, which Mac Jones has been very lethal at during this season. Run the ball, set up the play action. Therefore, your rest of your offense will be nice and layered out for success tonight. That's just my thoughts, though. Those are just my thoughts. Could I be wrong about you know my perspective and my viewpoint of Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, and Brandon Bolden? Let me know in the comments section below if you're watching this on YouTube. And reach out to me at social media, at Merce Cartown, your thoughts and opinions about my take on the Patriots running back room. With all that considered, let's see, we talked about the game. We briefly touched upon the AFC conference picture, you know, kind of gauging the importance of 
the Bills or the Patriots, who needs to win the most? We talked about the article. We did the injury report. What are the three things I'm looking for in this game? I do this every week. Usually do it on Friday, but here we are on Monday talking about it. What are the three things that I am looking for in this game? Number one has to be what we just talked about, the running backs. I want all three running backs to play a major factor in this game, and I think they will. I think Damian Harris will do very well. I think Ramondre Stevenson will do well, but they have to do well, I think. If the Patriots want a legitimate chance to beat the Buffalo Bills, I think these two running backs will have to perform well on the ground in order to soften up that D-line for the Bills, to soften up those linebackers, to set up the play action, and to let your wide receivers and your tight ends, or I guess your receivers in general, eat. Brandon Bolden has been doing fantastic picking up blocks to give Mac Jones just another half a second even or a second itself. He's been doing great catching the ball out of the backfield. All three of them have been able to show that they can catch the ball out of the backfield and just be another little weapon for Mac Jones. And I think those running backs will really set up the offense to blossom in tonight's game. Even if the running game can't perform and get 100 yards rushing, just keep feeding the guys. Keep feeding the guys because it's going to set up, like I said, that play action, and it's going to set up the rest of your offense to really excel and perform. So I want to see the running backs carry on their momentum that they have gathered over the past couple weeks and really show out against this Buffalo Bills defense because we've seen it before that they're exposable. Jaguars did it. The uh, Indianapolis Colts have done it. Teams have done this to the Buffalo Bills defense. As good as they are, they are exposable, and I want to see the Patriots running backs take advantage of that. Number two, Mac Jones. He is probably going up against the toughest opponent he has faced all season with the exception of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but at that time, the Patriots were 1-3 at that time. Or I guess with that loss, they 1-2, and two, and they lost. They went to 1-4 and four at that time. But Mac Jones has really come on lately. He's been a fantastic quarterback over these past handful of weeks, especially over the six-game winning streak. He has been fantastic. He's been really good. Some people are even putting him on the outside of the MVP, which I think is ridiculous. But I think I saw a chart where someone ranked him 10th in MVP voting. Well, not voting, but like in the MVP race. That's nuts. That's crazy. I don't think that should be true. But if it is, then, hey, all the power to him. But I want to see Mac Jones take advantage of that good defense. Utilize your weapons. Utilize the play action. Do this and do that. Show us that you are a legitimate quarterback against a legitimate team because you've beaten the Jets twice. You've beaten the the Texans. You've beaten the Browns, who are the, the Browns. You played a great game against the Titans, who are all banged up. This team, this Buffalo team, with the exception of Tredavious White, is healthy. They're ready to rock and roll. And you got to be able to live up to it and show out. And I'm not saying throw 400 yards and five touchdowns. I'm not saying that. But put up some good numbers, play a clean game, keep the offense in it, and do well. That's all I want from him. That's all I want. And obviously get the win. Duh. That's number two. Number three, number three is the Patriots defense, specifically the secondary. Slow down Stephon Diggs. Slow down Cole Beasley. Slow down Dawson Knox and the running backs out of the backfield as well as they can catch passes. I want the secondary, who's been a question mark pretty much all season long, ever since Gilmore went on the IR and then you traded Gilmore. I want to see how J.C. Jackson looks against Stephon Diggs. I want to see how the Patriots secondary can handle the passing attack of Buffalo. And then you also have to consider Josh Allen as a running threat as well, but that's kind of a different, that, that, that's something else, right? 
I'm just focused on passing. But you do have to consider Josh Allen can roll out. He can extend the plays. He can look down the field and throw it. Or he can look down the field and just keep it. So these are all things you have to consider with the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen with that offense. So I want to see the defense, specifically the secondary, slow down that passing game. Because that Buffalo Bills um, offense, excuse me, isn't a good running team. They're not that good. They have Devin Singletary. They have Zach Moss. But they're not good lead backs. They're not good handoff kind of backs. They can catch the ball out of the backfield, like I said. And with the exception of Josh Allen running the ball himself, whether it's in the red zone, the goal line, or just in general, when it's not Josh Allen running the ball, that team's not a really good running team. So if you're able to make the Bills pass and stop that passing attack, then I think you're going to put yourself in a fantastic position to win the game. So those are my three keys for the Patriots that I am looking forward to. The running back room performing well and continuing their momentum. Mac Jones stepping up against a great opponent and playing well, hopefully putting your team in position to win. And then the Patriots defense, specifically the secondary, slowing down the pass-happy, high-powered passing attack from the Buffalo Bills. But that is going to do it for today's episode. Like I said, I had no idea how long or short this episode was going to be. We're just talking Patriots, and we've talked Patriots for going on 40 minutes now. But I'm going to wrap it up because... Oh, I'm just super excited for this game, and I cannot wait to talk about it on Friday. I know I have to wait so long to talk about this game. Maybe I'll come out with a little Instagram video or maybe like a YouTube short uh, reacting to the game. We'll we'll see. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all over the country, all over the world, thank you so much for downloading, listening, and enjoying Murph's Boston Sports Talk episode number 11. I really appreciate every single person for downloading, listening, and enjoying this podcast please reach out to me at murph's card town on social media with any thoughts question comments concerns anything you want to talk about reach out to me and let's talk about it because we have a big game tonight for the new england patriots and if you're listening to this on youtube please make sure you give this video a thumbs up if you enjoyed the episode leave your comments down in the comment section below and if you're new to the channel or haven't considered subscribing please hit that giant red subscribe button as i would greatly greatly appreciate it and all those audio only listeners like i've mentioned thank you so much for downloading listening enjoying you can find murph's boston sports talk on apple podcast spotify google podcast amazon music anywhere you listen to your podcasts you can find murph's boston sports talk that's just a fact but that's going to wrap it up for today's episode thank you so much for joining me i will catch you in the next one but between now and then you guys know that i love you and i will always always See ya. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.